The following program, the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Accident Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Accident Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Well, and happy Easter to everybody. I hope you got uh, whatever you're asking for in your Easter basket, David. We used to get Ch- Easter chocolate. Oh, yeah, chocolate. Okay, so I'm Brian. That's David over there. And remember, if you've got a comment or a question, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. You can also grab a podcast of today's show or any of our previous shows, wherever you normally get your podcast. So, David, we were talking with Dalton uh, before the top of the hour about the Yahoo uh, Finance which is an interesting name now. Just think about that, Yahoo. That used to mean somebody who didn't know anything. He's just such a Yahoo. <laughs> well, their uh, article said, uh, the headline was, Housing Market Data Suggests Sectors Downturn Coming to an End. Well, if by downturn they mean home prices, uh, we say, what are you talking about? Uh, because our, our answer for southeastern Wisconsin is that, nope, we haven't had a downturn. Um, and luckily, uh, I came across another article from Redfin, uh, they're actually a weekly commentary on the mortgage market, and they are a publicly traded real estate brokerage firm, and they do have an office in Milwaukee. You got a question, David? Or you just I was going to say, waiting? not even a downturn. I, I, I wouldn't even say we've had even a deceleration, because if you set aside the seasonal part, of course, December and January are more quiet than the Junes yeah. of the year. But not, but not you know. So I'm I'm doubling down on what you're saying. Okay, but but we do have to say that the number of sales is way down. Whoa, whoa. That's units, though. Units, not, yeah. not, not prices. Value. No, no, no. Value, right. value. Well, here, here's what uh, Redfin reported, to put this in context. Uh, home prices dropped in more than half, 28, as a matter of fact, of, out of the 50 most populous U.S. metropolitan areas. Biggest drops, Austin, Texas, down 15% year over year. Sacramento, down 12%. Uh, Oakland, San Jose, down about 10%. And Seattle, down 10%. And then they literally write, on the other end of the spectrum, sales prices increased most in Milwaukee. Hey, we Huzzah. made the top of a list, good old Milwaukee, uh, where they rose, here's their number, 11.4% year over year. And what they're talking about is median sales price. My reading of the multiple listing service data for March, so that's more than four weeks, is yeah. 10.7% increase in the median sales price from a year earlier. So, hey, wow. let's call it 11. Okay. That's a broad brush, too, that's but a, it's that's still a, nice. Well, and here's the actual number. If you're looking at a single-family detached home in the five-county Milwaukee metro area, the median price in March was 310000 American dollars. That's up thirty grand from a year earlier when it was only two eighty. dollars uh, If you want to compare that to the pre-pandemic March of 2019, are you ready? $61,500 higher. It's a 25% increase. Um, the median uh, U.S. home price, according to Redfin, did drop 2.1% in March from a year earlier. So like politics, all real estate is local. All right. The other headline I want to blow up here quickly in the first segment is, uh, this is from Realtor.com, mortgage rates just dropped again. 
Is it enough to save the spring housing market? I'm going to give that a big fat no on two counts. Uh, what happened to mortgage rates on Friday, David? Well, the, what, you, what, you're, what you're really asking me is what happened all last week. So okay. from Monday, you know, so the jobs report was on Friday. Yep. And every day leading up to the jobs report, there were there were little nuggets along the way being like, hey, that jobs report on Friday is, we're hoping, we think, it seems, is going to be Should mediocre. Be. Yeah. Because that's what the Fed wants, kind of mediocre jobs, because that is hopefully going to cool off the economy, which will bring inflation back to reality. So all week long, rates kind of kept improving, 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 improving. And then on Friday, the jobs report came out basically at expectation. For number of jobs. Yeah. So in March, we, America, added 236,000 new jobs, but it kind of wasn't mediocre enough is that yeah. what we're saying and well, so and the unemployment rate went down to like three and a half percent right I but mean, the participation to... rate went up correct but but so here's what i read it was also good friday and i th- and so rates kind of pulled back costs went up rates went up air quotes up up uh, but i think i'm gonna tell you this is a little wonky i think uh mortgage traders I think they started to take some of their winnings, especially going, it was a half day. And so the real, although we are here on Sunday, the real measurement for what does, what does the mortgage world think is going to be tomorrow when everybody's back at their desk? Okay. When everybody's back at the trading desk and so on. So the other part of that question is no, rates would need to get down to like four. And where are we still in the low sixes, David? Like six we and a quarter. We are, but no, you, you can grab a, something with a five handle for for not much in not, points. Okay, we'll we'll cover that maybe in another segment of the show. But in, in general, uh, nobody expects mortgage rates to drop significantly enough to increase the supply. At least not in our neck of the woods in southeastern Wisconsin. You can can I just clarify? Because yeah. what we were saying before the show was that. Every, everyone who's currently in their house, like me or you, for example, mm-hmm. we're, our, the rate on our current mortgages is real nice. And so nobody with a three or even a four handle on their mortgage really wants to give that up. And so the only way to try to pry some of those people loose is for rates like you're saying to come back down just a little bit to try to jiggle loose some people who otherwise you know, would be in the market transacting. I remember uh, getting a Christmas letter from one of Becky, your mother's uh, classmates from UW-Eau Claire. And somewhere in there it was like, yeah, our son is thinking about buying his first Go house. But he's going to wait for prices to drop. Mm. He should move to Austin, Texas. There you go. Okay. Because it ain't happening in Wisconsin. I think he lives in central Wisconsin. I'm not an expert by any means on the market in central Wisconsin. But from where we sit... In the lower right-hand corner of Wisconsin, there just ain't enough uh, supply uh, for the buyers that we have pre-approved. And and we're going to tell you a couple of stories. When we come back, I'm going to tell you a story about a condo buyer that we've been tracking all year and the offer that he put in and then some other interesting uh, anecdotes like that. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. 
Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's Dad. Happy Easter to everybody uh, as well. Uh, Dad, I wanted to, before you go move on to your story about your condo shopper client, yes. I, I, you rattled off in the first segment, hey, median sales price for March in southeastern Wisconsin was 310 Yep. And like you said, hey, that's up quite a bit, right? Either, you know, year over year is a nice little return, or as you were saying, for a you know, over four years, you have an even better return. Sure, but I, sure. I wanted to pull up because I'm talking to clients every day. I'm like, well, shoot, you know, what would the monthly payment be on that 310 house? You know, is that, are we suddenly spiraling into, you know, nobody can afford to live here in the Milwaukee yeah. area anymore? My answer is no, because here, here's what I cooked up. 310 purchase price, 5% down. Oh, 5% I, down. Yeah. You could do as little as three percent down if if you're a first time home buyer or some other programs that we have. Yeah, but let's just say five percent down. I looked up a house that is recently for sale in Waukesha County, three hundred thousand. That payment would be less than twenty three hundred dollars a month, including taxes, including taxes, insurance, and PMI. And so, you know, if you're willing to spend a third of your household income pre tax. Okay. On on that uh, payment, that's seven thousand bucks a month. Basically, you need to have a household income of about eighty four thousand dollars. Okay, so two Which people between, working is well, yeah. Fairly... Between two people working, it's like I know a lot of people who you know two two person households who are doing that and more. Sure, and and so I'm going to say that that house is going to get a lot of offers, and similar to the story I'm going to tell, which is our condo shopper we've been tracking all year. Right. Single guy uh, looking to buy, uh, was a homeowner, went through divorce, has been renting for a few years now, is tired, guess what, of renting. And do you think his rent payment may have gone up a little bit in the last yes. couple of years? Yeah. Not just this last year, probably consecutive years too. Correct. And, and so so he's looking to buy a condo in Waukesha County, somewhere between 175 and 225 be a very comfortable payment for him. And... Um, he put it when he started in january i remember it like it was yesterday he said well brian i am not gonna get into a bidding war and i don't because i don't want to overpay hey natural who does nobody does but after being uh, at it yeah over there i what? i would overpay but okay. but i'm but you, you if, live if it's other worth it right yeah you have secondhand experience by watching other people and you're in the business yeah. You don't transact, you know, most people don't transact uh, a real estate uh, transaction, uh, uh, but for every seven years or so. Yes. So anyway, um, this last week, uh, there was a condo listed for about 170 in Waukesha County. He wrote his offer at 201. Like, Ooh, okay. That's a nice, nice handle there. <laughs> exactly. Get right. He switched up there. a digit. And, and, you know, before he would be writing with, you know, oh, I got to get Wait. it inspected. Do I have amnesia? I thought he said, Brian, I'm not getting into no bidding war. Well, but see, now experience is the best teacher, right? So he's made several losing offers or unsuccessful offers <laughs> in the meantime. And now he's ready because you know what? He's tired yeah. of The this. wounds. Yes. And so he went. I mean, I, I really I was thinking he's going to win. You know, yeah. that that's 18% yeah. over asking. Uh, we got him rock solid pre-approved at 25% down. He decided to go without an appraisal contingency. Fine. I clarified with the listing agent that, you know, 
by the way, whenever you go without an appraisal contingency, but you have a financing contingency, there is actually a minimum yeah. dollar amount that the property has to appraise for. In this case, it was under the asking price. And I pointed that out to the listing agent. Hey, yeah. this super rock solid buyer can buy even if the house appraises as low as 168 and you're listed for 170 and you're getting all these offers. He did not get his offer accepted. I was I'm against against just against only one other competing offer. Five, uh, the the real estate agent said there were five. So well, somebody at least put, five. At least five. Because yeah. some of because some of what's happening right now is people are foregoing even writing an offer if they learn that it's already gotten That's to true. that level. Well, you mean like on the, then the 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 buyer's agent texted me back and he said, you want to know how crazy the market is, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. I'll tell you after this next break, you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. All right. I used to watch Johnny Carson every night on the Tonight Show and then his sidekick Ed McMahon, you know, uh, it would set him up, right? Like, yeah. Hey, so let's see. You got to be the guy. Uh, I'm, I'm Ed. Yeah, you're, how, you're, you're Ed. Yeah. So, David, you know, the market's really crazy. <laughs> how crazy is it, Dad? Well, according to one agent who I got a text from on like Thursday, he wrote an offer for a client of his, a buyer, on a home in the Bayview area that was listed for $315,000. $315, his, he said, hey, we wrote at three thirty-six, so 21 grand over. I don't know the other details. You want to, want to, you already know the answer because I told you, but yeah. what would you have said as to the number of offers that particular home received? I mean, at least a dozen. Yeah. 49 offers. No. no. 49 offers. He said, 49, not a typo. 49 showings? No, offers. 49 written offers. That they, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did what did Brad in our office? He oh, was on the he Slack had, channel and said twenty six. Twenty six. So there ain't no downturn if you're a seller, you know, and and in terms of your ability to sell and get a fetch a nice price. Um, well, particularly just, in the price points that we're talking about, right? I mean, if you're because because even in our own backyard, there aren't a lot of people who can afford a million dollars million dollar house. There's a lot more people who can afford. What'd you say, three fifteen in Bayview? So that's right. It's a hot price point. Did I already say the listing numbers for March or not? No, I don't think so. Well, if I did, it doesn't hurt to say it again. Uh, the the answer, the headline less, is less. Less, but how much less? In the five county metro area, there were five hundred and forty two fewer homes and condos listed for sale in March compared to a year earlier. That's a twenty six percent decrease. If you compare it to March of 2019, which is pre-pandemic, number of listings is down 34% or 830 listings. So, you know, the oldest rule in economics that's the truest rule, supply and demand, we are severely short on supply in southeastern Wisconsin. And there are no builders building affordable homes except for Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity, where I'm pleased to be the president of the board this year. You know, we're building affordable homes, but we're only building 25 this year. And, you know, those are specifically targeted for um, low-income folks. But there is nobody building $300,000 homes. Oh, solving the supply problem. Or or $200,000 homes or two hundred fifty. So, you know, our only supply... um, 
comes from people who are willing to sell their existing homes. All right, where are we going from here? Uh, well, so I had a number of clients. We we were on the oh, air yeah. last week, and I... Uh, you had a boatload of people get accepted <laughs> offers this I week. I did. Good well, job, and thank I, you. Of course. Well, it does. It's not on accident, and and they're all working with great agents. And if I, the theme that I garner from from the folks that I was working with with newly accepted offers last week was actually from the agents themselves. Hmm. That you know there there was a statistic uh, in this last week or so that there are 1.6 million licensed real estate agents in America. Oh. but only 600,000 available homes for sale. <laughs> so you want to talk about supply and demand, that is not enough units uh, for all those licensees. And so for these agents, I think, I'm not saying they're getting impatient, but it's the, if we're going to write this offer, we are going to write to win. Because as an agent, it's also disappointing to have to write and and go through the emotional journey with your client it's like if this is the fifth time that you're writing for your client yes the buyer themselves is is falling in love and getting their heart broken through all this too but also you as an agent want to win you know you, you you're not just writing this uh for fun for you're not fun paid for writing offers it's not like you're charging 250 dollars every time you write an offer exactly and, and so that was my theme from the folks who who were winning you know, last week and were my clients, it was like their agents, it was like, we are writing to win. Because part of it too, dad, is get to the negotiating table or like, like to get the accepted offer, because then if something comes up, you can still, you know, attempt to negotiate a, I don't know, you know, if it's something from the inspection or whatnot, you can't negotiate on a house you don't have under contract. Correct. And so just, part of it is getting to the table. Yeah. Not not like a drunk sailor. <laughs> but but to but you be you have to in order to get to second base, you must first round first base. Yeah. You gotta get on base in order to score. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Unless you hit the home run. Well, I don't know what that analogy is in real. That's a cash but, offer. Okay, that is the cash offer. And uh so so the, maybe the takeaway is even though it's tough. We're helping a lot of people at Acunet Mortgage yeah. get accepted offers by working intelligently and and sometimes patiently, right? Yeah. yeah. With their with their excellent buyers agents, it really is a team sport. All right. When we come back, we've got more stories from the front lines. I've got a second home story uh, in the Naples market to share with everybody that has a lot of good nuggets. But right now, it's time to turn it back over to Finn Askin in the twenty four hour news desk. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. What is the brand of electric bass guitar? Ernie Ball. Is, no. Darn. Rickenbacker. Okay. A brand of bass guitar played by the Yes bass player, Chris Squire. Rickenbacker. Rickenbacker. Very unique sound. All right. So, um, you know, in the top, so remember we said earlier in the show, uh, Milwaukee was cited in Redfin article as being the metro area with the biggest uh, price increase, a median price increase. Not just a great in, basketball team, also a great place to own a home and have that increase in value. 
That's right. 11% was the year-over-year median price increase in the Milwaukee metro area. And uh, the others cited as being up there are Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 9%. West Palm Beach, 8%. Miami, 8%. And Columbus, Ohio at 6%. But the, all those uh, Florida uh, cities or metro areas that I just mentioned are on the East Coast, the Atlantic side. And so my next story is about uh, a friend of mine who already owns a condo on the west side of Florida mm-hmm. in the Naples-Fort Myers area. And, you know... Wait, let me guess. What? They want a bigger place in Florida to host more people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. And and the other interesting thing, if you're a golfer in a lot of Florida, some communities are bundled, uh, meaning mm-hmm. that you have to be a, a golf member. And then there's a lot of people that want to play golf. And so then they have to actually ration the golf times. And, and so, and, and then if you want to bring a guest, um, then, then you're penalized. It's like, yeah, you can, you can tee off at like four o'clock, which doesn't Is that bad. Okay. Well, if it gets dark at seven, David, you're not going to finish 18 holes, you know, because 18 holes typically takes four hours to play. So that's another reason is they want to improve not only the size of their unit, but also their golf experience. Okay. And so, um, got the email, uh, from my friend, or maybe it was a text saying, Hey, I want to buy this nicer property. And, and there are, there are multiple layers to this onion, right? Because for one thing, uh, he owns a very successful business, but the business happened to have had a bad year last year. Okay. And so that means we can't use his W2 income that he gets from his business because, the business itself, whenever you write a loan and you're trying to use a, a business owner who owns 25% more of the business, you're trying to use their income or salary, yeah. you can't stop there. You have to look at the business. Well, so you got to make sure yeah. the, the goose that lays the golden egg remains gonna, healthy. If the golden goose has a cough, yeah, that's bad. That's right. That could be avian flu. And then you could <laughs> <laughs> be bad. Yeah. So, so well, I'm like, can I, yeah, sorry, I can I just go back up a second? Because yep. you're basically trying to help this person buy a third house. It will be, it will be deemed, you know, they got their house up here in Wisconsin. Yep. They got the current Florida house, but they want to buy the next Florida house without I mean, selling. Well, yeah, it's not everybody first. who can swing three houses, right? So that's right. But, but had we been able to use his normal salary, which he's still getting, uh, uh, everything would have been fine, right? But so then I'm the guy that puts the, you know what, in the punch bowl and says, well, hey, we got to think of a different way. And now luckily my friend is retirement age. Hmm. And so then the next question is, do you have an IRA? Why is that? Individual retirement. He's like, no, but I have a lot of money in my 401k. To which I say, okay, we got to talk to your 401k. Because where we go with this is for sure if the money's in an IRA, we can take out enough money uh, in one month to use as qualifying income, and then the home buyer can stop. They don't have to continue doing that, but we're saying, hey, look, there's a pile of money where let's say that the number, and it's not the real number, let's say that he would need to withdraw $15,000 a month to qualify. Yeah. And then we have to make sure that that lump of money is going to last for at least three years, theoretically even though he's only going to take it up for one month. So I'm going to tell you, and this is something useful for anybody who wants to use retirement money to qualify. Mm. Uh, We'll cover this important detail when we come back. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage 
and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back. Don't forget, if you have a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. Dad, you were telling the story of your client, which is is becoming more and more true. Hey, using retirement income and assets, help me figure out how to, you know, do that. I have it and I want to buy a house. I have two clients right now where I'm doing that exact thing where... You know, we got some pension, we got some social security for my my clients. Can we yep. also, it's turning the asset of your individual retirement account into monthly income, which the mortgage business cares about the monthly income. That's right. Because in the um, post-financial crisis world, in order to get good mortgage rates, we have to verify that you have adequate income to pay back the loan. That's the yeah. objective. And so in my example here, we're talking about a business owner and and so who's still working. So he's not like he's not working. He's still working. And, and so this is a real to- person. It's not just like you pretending to be, you know, this client, by the way. <laughs> you mean the mortgage industry, David, wouldn't yeah. support me getting approved for a loan yeah, in this fine. environment? But, no, it's not me. So, anywho, um, we can't use the W-2 income because then we'd have to look at the business tax return, which would lead us to know that they they generated a loss last year, and that's a big problem for uh, mortgage lending. You, which you is what? the art the artistry of mortgage yeah. is also sometimes what do you not put in front of an underwriter Correct. if it's not pertinent. And we're allowed to do that. We're not exactly. cheating. That that's uh, allowable. So, um, so in this case, we say, "Hey, great! We can use retirement income." We go to the page, the you know, the the playbook, and we say, "Okay, this is, are you of retirement age? Yes, you are. Let's use retirement income." Do you have an IRA? Why do we like IRAs? Because you can do whatever you want. It's an individual retirement account. You are boss of that yeah. money. Well, this particular fellow has his money, understandably, in his company's four hundred one k. And, and so now it all becomes, Hey, what about, what are the rules on your 401k? You know, can you start to take money out on a monthly basis out of the 401k and then stop? Well, the answer to that question after some uh, discussion with their 401k plan administrator was no, you can't do that. Oh, Okay. okay. Can we take his money out of the 401k and put it into an IRA, an individual retirement account? Because then we know once it's in the individual retirement account, he's boss. He can start taking money out for yeah. one month and then stop. Um, and so the initial answer was he can take out half. Uh, hmm. That wasn't going to allow us to take enough money out and have that money last for the mandatory 36-month calculation. But then miraculously, I got another call from the uh, 401k administrator and said, you know, when we changed his plan, when we took it over a couple of years ago, because uh, our client is of retirement age, there's a special provision that allows him to take out up to 100% of the money out of his 401k. Ding, 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 ding. Put it in an IRA, and then he can do the, what we need him to do. And then he can even put the money back in his IRA, in, into his 401k if he wants. I'm like, you are a good 401k, 401k planner. Yeah. Because not all 401k plans are the same. 
Most by, most of the time, you have to have separation of service. You retire, you right. get fired, you quit, you die. Yeah. So, and then you can take your money out. So this right. is so. Hey, if you own a company and you have a four hundred one k and you want a really good administrator, call me and I'll give you this company's name <laughs> because they were smart with well without that you know redo or reprovisioning, putting in that in service clause. Uh, we've been up the creek without a paddle. But wait, there's more. So we got the income thing solved. Now, what about the down payment? Because we need several hundred thousand dollars. So well, my client had loaned personally, as a person, a bunch of money to his business. Huh. And so he was going to have the business pay back a big chunk of principal on that loan. Hmm. To which I said, well, to which any underwriter, you know, when the money drops into your checking account, right. the underwriter is going to pull. The underwriter is going to pull up that statement and be like, "Hey, where where'd that money come from? Did you have a big, you know, uh, cash transaction? Otherwise, we need to prove where that well, came from. We need to prove no matter what, yeah. where big deposits come from. And so the idea that we came up with there was fine." You can have the company repay the loan to you, but I don't want to use that. I don't want to point to that. Well, because it opens up the can of worms, right? It's, correct. Yeah, exactly. It's like, can the business sustain this? You know, right. can the company afford to repay the loan to you? And and then let's prove that you actually made the loan to the company. So the idea is that maybe he is going to gift, make a big gift to one of his family members. And then the family member is going to give the money back to him. Hmm. And that's what we're going to point to and say, ah, oh. but we're talking several hundred thousand dollars, David. So isn't there going to be a huge gift tax problem? No. I mean, you can't nope. gift somebody more than $17,000. Let's crack that egg one more time when we come back. And then do you have another story to? I do. Sure. Okay. I do. We'll cover that when we come back in the last segment of the show. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick, meaning radio broadcast reach in the state. AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Just to wrap up uh, the gift uh, comment that I made, always check with your tax advisor. But if you are able to read, you can read uh, at the IRS.gov <laughs> website for your very own that even though the annual gift limit is $17,000. So mm -hmm. person A can give person B 17 grand and tell nothing to the IRS. Um, and then that means that a mom and dad could give a daughter-in-law and son uh, four of those gifts, 17, right? Dad yeah. to the daughter-in-law, dad to the son, mom to the son and the daughter-in-law, mom to the son. So that's actually $68,000 of gift without reporting anything. But what if you wanted to give somebody or needed to $300,000? Oh my God. I mean, somebody's going to have to pay a big gift tax. No, the gift limit, lifetime gift limit and estate tax limit is, I think it's 12 point. Is it 4 million or per person? Each. Each. Yeah. Uh, and that is going to sunset you know, in a few years back well, down to only unless six it doesn't. million. Unless right. it doesn't. It's going to. But anyway, so so there is, uh, and, and then all you have to do. 12.92 yeah. million. Don't oh, forget the okay. 0.92. 0.92. Um, so parents, you know, don't be afraid of that. All you got to have your tax advisor do and check with them to make sure that I'm speaking accurately. Uh, 
is fill out an extra form that says, hey, you know what? I gave you know $250,000 over my annual limit to my son. Not give, not really going to do that, David. Whoa, but, okay. Um, yeah. Happy oh, Easter. Happy okay. Easter to you. <laughs> What's in my Easter basket? Yeah. Um, and, and then the, 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 the IRS keeps track of that against your lifetime limit. Well, speaking of fathers and sons, I got a call from a friend of mine and a client uh, saying, I really want to help my son uh, buy a house. But he, you know, because interest rates went doubled, he can no longer afford a home in a location which he'd like to buy. And so I'd really like to help him out, you know. And, and, and so the, the answer is, well, you could give him a gift for down payment and you could give him a $50,000 gift if you want to over the gift limit. So we happen to have this discussion about you can do that and not worry. Or, you know, he was asking about co-signing. I'm like, that is my least favorite idea. Yeah. It's the cosign because then you're obligated on the loan. Or I said, you could just supplement. You know, maybe he is mowering, to use a sheep's head term. Mm -hmm. Maybe he can afford more than, than he thinks he can. And so I said, we need to have your son talk to my son. And so that happened this week. Tell us what happened, David. Well, so we connected, you know, got all the details. And then it gets into, I think sometimes you like to say, Dad, we are qualifying home shoppers for a payment. Yeah. You know, and, and the payment then equals then the borrowed money. So his limit for monthly payment is $1,700. Is that a self-imposed limit or are you imposing that limit? That is the mortgage world limit. Okay. Even the, the payment and then, you know, he doesn't have, you know, much in the way of other monthly payments and debts. But what I said to him on the phone, I said, $1,700 is your maximum. And so really it is... What is going to impact how much house can you buy is actually going to be the property taxes. Right. Because if in example A, the property taxes are $200 a month, it means I can lend you a lot more money. More of your payment can go toward the borrowed money. But if you're buying a house with $500 yeah. Yeah, in property taxes, it means the mortgage part, the principal and interest is less, and that means I am lending you less money. So... I mean, ultimately, what I said to him, I said, if there's a house, you need to text me because that specific, I mean, he also has our calculator link, so he can yeah, go plug that say, in. Can he do that himself? But, Both, yeah. but uh, it really matters what the tax bill is on that property because he's got this ceiling. Right. And I think he appreciated, you know, so he's looking in the low 200s. And I think you had the numbers pulled up. It's like, well, hey, what if you need to, you know, offer more than the list price? Correct. So, so it might yep. be, you know, as we put the whole plan together, it's like, well, actually, you need to offer, you know, one. You need to look at houses no more than one ninety, so that you can offer up to two ten, because that's what it's going to take to win, and because the property tax bill needs to be reasonable as well. And the statistic for March that I didn't say earlier in the show. Uh, for March, the number or percentage of home buyers in March that paid $10,000 or more over asking was three out of 10. Okay. That's up from two out of 10 in February mm -hmm. and up from just one out of 10 in January. Yeah. And, and the other piece of this formula, if we circle back with his dad who referred him in, maybe if dad is willing to give a gift, like you Which said, maybe, said that, was. maybe that gives us a little more wiggle room or more... Mm -hmm. He could he could get to a, the next notch in purchase price. Yeah. 
All right. So that's all the time we have for this Easter edition of the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show. Uh, if you are hopping around making offers <laughs> on real estate, we we are the Easter Bunny over at Accident Mortgage, and we're we're pretty darn good at helping you put your best rabbit foot forward. Okay. All you got to do to get started with your rock solid guaranteed pre-approval is to click on the blue button at acunet.com. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage LLC and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.